Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing shiurim in the Sefer Lekutim Maharan. We are going to dive in to another exciting happening of Rabbah Barachana. We are currently towards the end of the fifth Torah, where we have been exploring the idea of personal responsibility, our responsibility to the world, our responsibility to fix the world, and for those lackings that we see in the world, it's our job to recognize what's missing and to fill those lacks and to pray for the fixing of those lacks to then make up for the ultimate fixing of the world. As we learned in previous Torahs, Rabbi Nachman told his students that Rabbi Barbarchana, this Talmudic personality, came to him in a dream and told him, I want you, Rabbi Nachman, to explore and explain my stories, my wondrous, spectacular stories that happen throughout Shas, throughout rabbinic literature, and that often are very challenging to understand. It's not simple to read this story and know exactly what was happening. There are a lot of secrets, a lot of wondrous happenings, and to take them, says Rabbi Barachana, and explain them to the world. Let everyone know what exactly is happening in these stories about me, says Rabbi Barachana, and I will be there to help you, to help you explain these stories to your students. With that in mind, here we go. Zeperish. This whole Torah that we learned thus far is the explanation for the following story. Story goes as follows: Ama Rabba Barbarchana. Rabba Barbarchana said, Zimnachada hava azlinan besvinta. There was one time where we were traveling on a ship. Vesagai svinta ben shitsa le shitsa de chavr tlasa yoima utlasa lelosa. To sail between the fish's two shitsa, we're going to learn soon that that means fins, between the two fins that took the ship three days and three nights. And even though it was swimming upstream, and we were sailing downstream. Maybe you would think that the ship wasn't sailing well. To answer that question, then comes Ravdimi, and he says, in the time that it takes to heat up a jug or a kettle of water, that it went, it meaning the boat, the ship, went 60 parsa. A parsa is a biblical rabbinic measurement, which is around the length of four kilometers, or alternatively, about the distance that a regular person can walk when walking for 72 minutes straight. This is not a small fish. This is a huge fish. And then one of the people on the ship shot an arrow, and even the ship went in front of it meaning that it was no lacking in the speed of the ship. The ship was traveling faster than the speed of an arrow from a bow, meaning this is a huge fish, and this is a very fast ship. This fish was called the Gildana de Yama, the Gildana of the Sea, and it had two fins. Additionally, as we've seen in previous stories of Rabbi Barbarchana in Lakute Maharan, and in this part of Shas, in Baba Basra, we have the Rashbam who comes to clarify, one of the Rishonim who comes to clarify specifics about the happenings therein. So here we go. Shitsa, what does that mean? Snapir. 
That means fins, and I'm sure I'm not an etymological genius, but I'm sure that this word, snapir, is, co- is connected to the word snapper, as when we were to say red snapper, as in the fish. There are all these beautiful connections that to learn these Torahs, but Ian, to really, really understand every word is the best way to do it, but not for now. Let's continue. Bein shitza l'shitza, snapirin begav hadag. These two fins are the ones on the back of the fish. One is on the side of the head, and one is on the back side of the tail. What does that mean? That it was It was traveling against wind, meaning upstream. That we were moving in the same direction as the wind, because waters of the sea do not flow, nor can sails move, meaning sails of a ship, except through the wind. What does that mean? In the time that it takes to heat up water. What does that mean? That if anyone who was standing on the seashore were to shoot an arrow from his bow, that we would see this ship go faster than the arrow. End of story. Now we're going to dive back into Lakute Moran itself to find out what is going on with this story and what does it have to do with our ultimate obligation to save the world. Svinta. The ship. What's going on with this? Lashon Chashivas. This is the language of importance. Dabachinas Kevura Yira. Kemoshikasiv. Yira Sashem. He Oitzarai. Vehi Iker Chashivas. This is the concept of Gvura, of strength, which is also fear or recognition of the awesomeness kite of God, as is written. The fear or recognition of awesomeness kite of God is his treasure. That's what something someone values. And that is ultimately what brings joy and brings faith and brings strength in the face of many situations. It's important to note that the Aramaic Sfinta, meaning ship, is very similar to the word Sfin, which in Aramaic means important. This is the main importance, meaning this yira, this recognition of the awesomeness kind of God is what is of paramount importance for our personal avoda, our personal strength and service to Hashem. Shitsa, these fins, lashun tsara, this is the language of challenge or misfortune. Kamosha kasev, like is written, va'achale oisam karaga, v'targumo va'ashatze yashain. And I will destroy them. This is in Bamidbar. And the Aramaic translation of that Pasik is Vaashatse Yashain. Ashatse is similar to Shitsa. Rabbi Nachman is connecting this Pasik that in Aramaic is saying, I will destroy them with the word Shitsa, which means fin, as in a fin of the fish that we find in our story. So therefore, fins and destruction are synonymous. This Pasuk is taken from the dramatic happening in the Torah where Korach goes before Moshe and Aaron in attempts to have a big machlokas, a big argument. Now it could be possible for someone to say, wait a second, I know that Rabbi Nachman taught us via the Zohar that when tzaddikim are having arguments, that's actually great for the world. So wait a second, you have Korach over here and Moshe and Aaron over here. Maybe this is really, really beautiful. The challenge comes 
and this is where some of the commentaries in the Kutemoran bring down, that argument between Korach and Moshe Rabbeinu was not about a tzaddik and another tzaddik. It was a person, namely Korach, who was misguided by external wisdoms, not within the Torah, inappropriate conclusions that he came to outside of the normal realms of learning and then brought that in to the world of Torah to the greatest leader of all time, Moses himself, and tried to have an argument in that way. It wasn't a tzaddik and a tzaddik. It was a person who was blemished by external thought who was arguing against the super tzaddik. So that is not this type of case. So we're showing here that this is a case of destruction. Tlasa Yoma Vlelusa Three days and three nights. Dabachinus mitzvois. This is talking about commandments. Sheyesh behem muskalois umekubalois vechukois uksiv behem vehagisaboy yomam velayla. That our mitzvot, our commandments, are divided for this case, for our situation here, into three different categories. One are the muskalois, those that make sense logically, and then the mekubalois, those that were received from our mesora as passed down. From God on Harsinai to Moshe to Yoshua to Zakanim, all the way down. And lastly are the Chukim, things that don't make sense at all. Our holy heritage is broken up into many different ways. Some things that totally make sense, and depending on who is speaking and from which time period they're speaking from, make absolute sense, and in some cases, seemingly make no sense. And then there are some that we understand are part of our tradition, Halacha la Moshe Masinai, and then there are some that don't make sense to us with our current views at all. And as the verse says about all of them, one should be studying them day and night, meaning the words of the Torah itself. That it, the fish, was swimming upwind, and we were sailing downwind with the current. What does this mean? Zebachinus, this is the concept of the Pasik where we learn. Yismach Hashem b'ma'asav, Yismach That Hashem, God, rejoices, is glad in His works, and the Jewish people are glad in our Maker. The Rebbe is referencing, as we learned earlier, to this absolute necessity to perform the mitzvahs with joy. When one performs the mitzvahs with joy, you're able to tap in on a different level to then be able to know whether it is before or after the dropping of a divine decree. On that note of performing mitzvot's commandments with joy, we're going to pause and pick it up, please God, in the next shiur, the next installment of our regular learning in Lakute Moran, wishing everyone a beautiful day filled with a lot of mitzvahs besimcha.